wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Tales and tea with Nanny B. Oh, you made it, and on our very last day, I have my cup of tea in hand, and my neighbor Jules will be bringing us our last story. Any minute now, or oh, it must be you. If by you, you mean your neighbor Jules, then it sure is. Come in, dear. You're always welcome. Why, thank you, Nanny Bee. I'm sure going to miss our time together, but appreciate all that you've done for me. Are you ready for one last story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then. Hunting for Eggs, an Easter story, adapted for radio. It was a day that looked like any other. The sun came out, the people woke up, and business carried on as usual. Or so it seemed. But for Pete, Maggie, and Jude, the unexpected awaited them. The three friends had been friends for a while now. Hanging out here, meeting up there. Pete had convinced the others that today he was going to teach them how to fish. Pete was always coming up with ideas and so enthusiastic that Maggie didn't have the heart to tell him that her own family was in the fish business. In fact, as they all lived around this massive lake, fishing was as common to them as riding a bike to us. Jude went along with the suggestion as he was always on the lookout for a bargain or something to trade, and the lakeside was full of potential customers. As they got close to the lake, fishing gear in hand, they started looking for the best spot to fish from when a man approached him. He said, Come, follow me. And they did, because he was no stranger. Everyone knew him. He was ignored by most people, although he was kind and trustworthy. The man said, You seem to be looking for something, but I can give you something worth so much more. The kids were a bit confused, but intrigued. Pete spoke up first, as usual. We were looking for a spot to fish, but if you know of something better we should be looking for, tell us, and we'll think it over. The man told them of an egg hunt for three rare and special eggs. The first, he said, is made of gold and covered in jewels. It is wrapped in purple silk and admired by all who see it. This egg is strong and mighty. Kings will bow down to this egg and recognize its value. Jude's interest was piqued at the word value. Pete's too, but Maggie wasn't interested. The second one, said the man, is made of humble wood, but carved into something so beautiful, if only you would take the time to notice. The wood had a glorious grain that ran all the way through. The boys were sold on the first majestic egg, but this humble egg appealed to Maggie. What about that third egg you spoke of? she asked. The third egg is the most incredible of all. It is made of both humble wood 
and majestic gold, but it is broken in two. Who would want a broken egg? asked Jude. But the man didn't answer. Pete did, boasting, I'd choose the broken egg and display it for all to see. Hmm, <laughs> Maggie thought. Weren't you the one who said you could ride a bike, but as soon as the road got rough, flopped to the ground? <laughs> Typical Pete, so dramatic and emphatic and ecstatic. Jude was getting itchy. So where do we look for these eggs then? He asked. The man quietly walked. The children followed until they reached a garden in the middle of some olive trees at the bottom of a mountain. Here, here is where you will find them. At that, the man walked away. Jude didn't care. He was hunting for the eggs. Well, one egg in particular. Pete jumped up onto a rock to get a better view. Maggie started looking under the moss and weeds. Aha! Pete shouted from the rock he suddenly hopped off of. He saw something glimmer in the light and ran straight for it. Jude was close behind, but not close enough. Pete found the very first egg, draped in silk, with its bejeweled golden tip protruding out. It was everything they'd expected, so regal and awe-inspiring. While the two boys admired it, Maggie gasped. <gasps> I found the wooden egg, and it's more than I'd hoped for. Pete was excited by her excitement and darted towards Maggie. Jude just happened to have his foot in the way, though, and sent Pete flopping in one direction and the regal egg flying in the other. It was a tough choice. Catch your friend or catch the egg. But Jude figured his friend could take care of himself. Pete looked up and saw Jude holding the majestic egg. Finders keepers, Jude sang out. Pete was furious and jumped up to take a swing at Jude. Maggie stepped between them. Put your punching fists away, Pete, she told him. Then she handed him the humble wooden egg she had found. Pete was instantly calmed and drawn in by its intricate carving and grain that ran all the way through. He didn't care about the regal egg anymore. He just wanted to be with the humble egg. The more he looked at it, the more he appreciated it. So he wrapped it in linen and tucked it safely under his shirt so no one could take it away. Jude didn't care. He had what he was after. In fact, he didn't waste any time and ran off to see who'd pay the highest price for his once treasured possession. Maggie remained in the garden and left Pete to his protective ways. There was still one more egg to find, the broken one Pete had boasted about choosing when actually he wanted the wooden one he'd grown to love. Come with me to find the broken egg, Maggie urged, but Pete pretended he'd never even heard of it. What broken egg? You know the one. I heard you say you were going to choose it, replied Maggie. I have no idea what you're talking about, insisted Pete. Really? said Maggie pointedly. Really? said Pete, and he turned away from her. Maggie left him to it and went off searching by herself.
She left no stone unturned until, finally, she found it. An egg that looked like wood on the outside, but was gold in its core. It wasn't just broken in two. It was beaten to bits. Maggie didn't pick it up. She just ran over to Pete and said, Come look, I found it, behind that big rock. Pete felt bad about acting like he didn't know anything about the broken one, so he followed Maggie. When they got there, they couldn't find the broken egg. Instead, there was the most heavenly egg ever, more regal than the one of gold, more beautiful than the one of wood. Maggie reached out for the egg and touched it. So did Pete. After spending time with the egg, they turned back to see it had gone. They looked all around, then finally up, and saw the once broken egg restored and floating up to heaven, where an egg of that caliber belongs. The End Why, thank you, Jules. I just knew your last one would be particularly special, you know. Once upon a time, people believed that God would send a regal king draped in purple silk and covered in jewels to crush all that was wrong and reward all that was right. And lots of people thought that. What a surprise it was when the king God sent was a little baby who grew into a humble man, quick to forgive and slow to anger. Not quite what they expected. And how it must have hurt to love that humble king and see him crushed by all that was wrong. Well, he wasn't crushed for long. Just imagine what they thought when he came back no longer broken, but stronger than ever. The ultimate conqueror. You know, Nanny Bee, I could talk to you for hours. But it's time to say goodbye. So I just want to say thank you for all you've brought into my life and to all our listening friends. I will miss you. I'll make sure to write. And I'll put your messages up on the website. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out about all our episodes that are still available for you to share and enjoy. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee, and you might be on the show. This has been a Tony Hall production for nannybee.com.